0: What's going on, everybody? Uh, Happy Saturday. Normally the Friday episode of the podcast. Uh, However, me and my girlfriend had an absolute long day Black Friday shopping. Old school style, actually going to the stores and not doing it online. So uh, coming at you live from Eastern Pennsylvania, I am Cole Haight. This is the preview podcast for the All In Man Cave podcast week twelve. We are gonna have a huge week of football this week. Uh, we're gonna go run through the slate of games like usual. Uh, give you my best picks against the spread and against the over/unders, as well as the ek parlay, which again is a six-leg parlay uh, dedicated to my good friend Emmanuel Kedain. Uh So hopefully we hit on that, but that will be the end of the podcast. So let's get started. Let's go in. Um, just real quick, uh, like me on, on Facebook, add me on Facebook, uh, check out my Twitter, follow me on Twitter at all in man cave pod, uh, shoot me anything on Twitter that you would like to ask me. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, feedback for the podcast questions you want me to answer on the podcast, uh, questions in general, doesn't matter. Um, just follow me on Twitter, uh, and then add me on Facebook if you so choose to do so. Um, so we're going to hop right in, in my, uh, the two teams kind of close to me in terms of geographic location, uh, the Eagles are at the giants. Uh, let's see if the Eagles can keep rolling here. We've been talking to exhaustion about how easy the schedule is for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially from now, uh, until week 18, the end of the season, uh, they're going to New York. Uh, New York looks like they are absolutely dis- devastated. Their team is devastated um, have, than they have been by injuries, uh, by bad quarterback play. Um, but the Eagles wide receivers are going to be the difference here. Uh, and the Giants seem like every other week their their defensive backs don't show up. It's a very weird, strange kind of thing to watch week in and week out where their defense shows up and then they forget how to play could be a home and away type deal uh where they feel confident playing at home but they don't away Um, i don't know if any of the giants defensive players respect joe judge i don't think anybody on that whole team probably does based on some of the stuff we saw during the uh, offseason in terms of how he's treating his players but um the giants eventually Uh, are going to have to try and play spoiler because they're not good enough to win in the playoffs this year. They're not good enough to even get to the playoffs this year. So they're going to have to try and play spoiler. And, like, one more note from this before I give you my pick is uh, the Eagles coaching. So has it been inflated a bit? Um, I think so. I don't think Nick Sirianni is in the top half of the league in terms of coaches, uh, in terms of play calling. I mean, he was an offensive coordinator in, in Indianapolis, I don't think his play calling is amazing. I think right now he's being carried by his players. uh, And I think if they start to uh, digress a little bit from how good they've been playing, I think he's going to start taking some shots from the media. Uh, So basically the Giants playing spoiler versus how strong the Eagles coaching is. is basically the title of what I consider this football game. So the pick is in. Uh, I think the Eagles still roll here. The Giants are really bad. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Eagles minus three and a half. Uh, but I'm going to go with the over of 45 and a half. Uh, The Eagles are able to score a lot of points and a lot of points on the ground. Uh, so I think that this game gets ugly and gets ugly quick. Uh, which means the Giants will have an opportunity to come back uh, and score some garbage time points. Next on the docket, the Jets are at the Texans. This is probably the most unwatchable football game this weekend. Um, so, basically, which team will suck less is basically the best note I have to, to pay attention to. Um, th- these teams are going to have to decide whether or not they want to try or tank for, for uh, positioning for draft picks. Uh, Zach Wilson will make his return uh, from the PCL or MCL issue that he had in his knee, especially since um, I did not get an update uh, but the last time I checked, Mike White and Joe Flacco were both still on the COVID list. So with them still on the COVID list, clearly they don't really have another quarterback besides Josh Johnson, who they don't like very much, considering they went out and got Joe Flacco and started him in within two weeks. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Zach Wilson's return. But I, I don't know the. There's, there's not really much to take away from this. Both teams have struggled all year. They're missing key components. Their, their rosters are not de- deep. And the Texans' defense last week held the Titans to 13 points and caused four turnovers, but was that the skill of the, of the Texans or was that the terribleness that was the Titans and Ryan Tannehill? So I don't know what to, I don't know really what to take away from this. This is a hard game, um, and I don't really love the spread or the over unders. But I'm doing my job here and giving you guys a, a pick. So the pick is in. I'm gonna go with the Jets minus two and a half, uh, and I'm gonna go with the under. I think this is an ugly low scoring game. Uh, the Jets offensively missing Michael Carter. I don't know how Zach Wilson's gonna be coming back. And the Texans cannot do anything offensively and they continuously just release players from their team that can help them win via Mark Ingram via Patrick Lindsay. Um, so I don't know I don't know really what's going on in that organization nor what their idea of football is, but I'll go with the Jets minus two and a half and the under of 44 and a half. Next on the list, the Titans are at the Patriots. We've seen a lot of very good play from the Patriots, especially in the last month. Um, I think they're due for a stinker, Uh, and I think Ryan Tannehill is basically going to be out for blood in this game. He needs to prove that he can be the leader on this team without Derrick Henry, And and I think he's been trying to do that in recent weeks. It hasn't worked out, and his defense has basically helped him get through a few of these last, I would say the last month, yeah, probably about the last four weeks, four to five weeks, he's been... Pretty much carried with ever, whatever, whatever whichever, however many amount of wins they got in the last month slash month and a week, uh, their defense has carried them to get those victories. And Ryan Tannehill hasn't been that leader uh, that they really expect from him, uh, especially last week with a really bad loss to the Texans. So he's going to come out, try and game manage this game, uh, get them into a decent spot to try and win the football game. I think this game's a lot closer than people think. So. The thing is, it's like Bill Belichick is known on defense being a one of the best defensive minded coaches to come out and take away your best option. What is their best option? Hold on, I'll wait. Like, what is the Titans' best option right now? Everything they have, kind of now, without Derrick Henry being available due to injury, is average, and they it's it's an overperforming average. It's like, are you going to take away Tannehill? Are you going to take away the defense in, in as a whole? AJ Brown's been dinged up. They really don't have a number one target uh, at wide receiver. They really don't have a number one target at running back. It, it, what are they? What's he gonna do? What is Bill Belichick gonna do to take away your best option if you actually don't have a best option? So I I think I think this game's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Uh, I'm very confident in my picks for this, but I, I, like like I said, it's I it's always Bill Belichick. And you never know. I never thought they were going to beat the Falcons 25 Uh last week, the uh, the Patriots, I mean. So, uh, the pick is in. I'm going with the Titans plus 6.5. I think 6.5 is too high. I think this is a field goal game. And if if I think it's a field goal game, I'm going to take the plus points. Um, and I'm going to go with the over of 435 half. Like I said, I think the deep, the New England defense has to come back to earth a little bit this week. Maybe give up seventeen to twenty points, and then if that's the case, then I am definitely gonna take uh, the uh, the over. Next on the list, the Panthers at are at the Dolphins. Uh, two has been solid, and and so is the Miami defense. Pretty underrated, if you ask me. Uh, especially the past few weeks, they've won their last three games. They, if you guys remember, they started one and seven. Excuse me, I need some coffee. I normally don't do podcasts in the morning. My throat's a little bit dry, a little bit of scratchy. So, apologize for everybody out there. Just needed a real need a sip of coffee real quick. But back to the game. So, like I said, Tua has been good. Tua needs just needs to be good enough, similar to your. Current situations in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, similar to Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, uh, and you can even lump it into kind of similar to Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. You don't want these quarterbacks in the shotgun just completely th- like th- trying to change the game through the air. I-, I don't want Tua dropping back 50 times. I don't want him throwing passes more than 15 yards down the field every play. Uh, and and you need it needs to be a complimentary game. So I think Tua is is good to do that. Uh a team I didn't remember is the team they're playing in that last little montage I went off of with teams. Uh but Cam Newton. Cam Newton is not good enough to start in the NFL. I I don't know how many times I have to say it. I have no idea how many times I have to tell people this. The hype on Twitter is crazy. Uh for Cam Newton, the hype on Twitter is crazy in Carolina. I get it. He's coming back. It's a big ticket sales move he still has some skill to be a a short yardage quarterback near the goal line but cam newton is not throwing for over 200 yards in a football game i don't think he can i i don't think he has the ability to do so nor will he have a completion percentage that needs to be good enough to win games and and he can't throw the ball down the field so i i could think i think cam newton continues to be just not good enough And it's going to hurt the Panthers, especially since they're not too far off in the wild card race right now. I know we just did our segment in or out, uh, for the teams that are the closest to the wild card. Uh, and I'm going to have a few uh, special segments for you guys coming up this week as well. Might bring back under pressure, pick, uh, the newest five, uh, people in sports in terms of the NFL that are under the most pressure, uh, to perform well. So I'm going to bring that back this week coming up, uh, for this week of podcasts, I guess I should say. Um and some other things as well, but I I don't know. I, the Miami slot receivers and their tight ends going down the field is going to be the difference. I don't think Tua is going to attack the Carolina corners uh, with Stefan Gilmore and Dante Jackson. I don't think they're going they he's going to be able to attack them outside. Uh, So I think that they're going to have to go inside, and they definitely can do so with Waddle and Mike Kosicki, who are going to be two big players this week, Uh, not only in fantasy, but to help the Miami Dolphins win the football game. But uh, the pick is in. I'm going with the Dolphins plus two here. uh, And I'm going to go with the over of 41 and a half. I don't know. This game screams similar to the Washington football team Carolina Panthers game last week, which hit at 48. So that's basically my thought process. I think it's going to be a similar game. Um, than that so obviously 48 over 41 and a half next on the list the bucks are at the colts uh tom brady's performances against good mediocre and then bad football teams um it's very inconsistent this season uh, to say the least um the Tampa Bay Bucks have four, uh, three losses: one against the Rams, not really that surprising. Rams are a good team. The Washington Football Team, and then the Saints. So those are three completely different types of play, of, of teams. So I don't really know. It's it's in, it's more inconsistent than I would have expected. And Brady has definitely not played as well as he would have hoped to, uh, especially through eleven weeks of the season. But we'll see how he plays against a very good Colts defense that's underrated. Uh, and also, he, he they're going to be up against a pretty big monster right now and a team that's pretty hot. So, Jonathan Taylor, will he stay hot against a Tampa Bay front seven? That is very good. Even without Vita Vea for the past few weeks, uh, they've missed a few pieces, especially on the back end. But the front seven is pretty stout. Uh, But the Colts, the Colts offensive line versus the Tampa Bay front seven is going to be the difference in this football game uh, for everything, for who wins, for how many points are scored uh, and the via the spread. So it's going to be very, very interesting. This is a very good game this week. Uh, And if you have an opportunity to watch it, whether you guys are listening from areas that this will be on local TV or if you have the NFL Sunday ticket, but this is going to be a very good game. We're gonna learn a lot of things, and there's gonna be a lot of lessons learned in this football game. So, like, what is happening with the Colts? Can they contend? Uh, are the Tampa Bay Bucks still as good as we thought they were? Uh, they're seven and three now, I believe. Maybe seven and four. Seven. I should have done. I, I should have looked that up. But um, they're good. They're the Tampa Bay Bucks are good enough, and they're definitely the strongest team in their own division for sure. Uh, but what? How, how good are they going to be, especially rolling into the playoffs? We know they're going to make the playoffs, but how good are they going to be rolling into the playoffs? As well as, like the Colts, for instance, can they catch Tennessee? If Tennessee it has a real bad downward spiral and they finally start losing football games and their defense starts playing to the skill of that we projected them uh, at the beginning of the season. So at these two teams, very very much so in the thick of things, so let's see what happens there. But the pick is in. I'm going to go with the Bucks minus three and a half. I don't really trust the back end of the Colts defense, um, nor do I trust them to cover the middle of the field. And I think the Tampa Bay offensive line is good enough to stop their pass rush, as well as... Honestly, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to beat the Tampa Bay front seven. I think they're going to struggle a lot. I think they're going to force Carson Wentz to throw the ball more than he wants, and he's going to make a few mistakes. So I'm going with the Colts minus three and a half and the under of 53. Next on the list, the Steelers are at the Bengals. This is going to be a battle of both running backs considering uh, the new and improved Cincinnati Bengals offense consists of Joe Mixon getting a crap ton of carries during a football game, as well as the Steelers continuing to use and abuse Najee Harris due to the ineffectiveness uh, or, I guess, lack of ability of their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. So this is going to definitely be a battle of the running games. Don't be surprised if we see... Close to 30 carries from both running backs in this football game. And I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, the Bengals had a lot of success throwing the ball, especially down the field. They have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. Uh, they have uh, the big, big tight end, Uzumboa, uh, who, who is pretty pretty decent. And he's a really good, a good underrated tight end, especially for fantasy if you can pick him up. Uh, but they have Jamar Chase as well, and Joe Burrow is great at throwing the football. So I don't know why they're running a lot more uh, the last few, especially the last few weeks. I would say the last three weeks they've ran a lot with Joe Mixon. He's doing a decent job now. I just don't think that putting your offense and surrounding it with Joe Mixon, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. So uh, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This game is going to be pretty tight. And it's a divisional game where they're both both teams, the Steelers and the Bengals, are going to try and keep up with Baltimore. Every other team seems like they've taken one more step back than the Baltimore Ravens, even though the Ravens have a lot up in the air with Lamar Jackson' his sickness, their defense not being as good as it's been um, the last few weeks. So I don't I don't really know what to expect. However, I, I'm the pick is in. I'm going with the Steelers here. Plus three and a half Steelers plus three and a half, I think is the best, best chance. I think this is going to be a last second game, possibly go to overtime. So I, I think this is going to be one of the closer games of the week. Uh, So the Steelers plus three and a half, and I'm going to go with the over of 45. I think these, I think these two teams are, are more than capable of scoring these points. Uh, the Steelers had a v- few very bad games uh, that hit the under earlier in the season. But the last few weeks, they've been really above the—not um, um, even close to the to the over-unders. They've been way over. So we're going to stick with that trend uh, and take the over of 45. Next on the list, the Falcons are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Falcons are struggling right now. And they're struggling because they're missing their best two offensive playmakers— um Cordero Patterson high ankle sprain possibly playing this week uh doesn't look likely uh, but he's been out for a few weeks with the high ankle sprain uh, as well as Calvin Ridley who's still uh stepped away from the from the game of football uh, to focus on his mental health hope he's doing well uh but both of these defenses are horrible uh, both of them are horrible now. The Falcons defense as of the last few weeks has been worse than the Jaguars defense, but as a whole, the Jags literally give up massive amounts of big plays, Uh, but they're like the best backdoor cover team in the league, so I don't really know, I, I mean, I don't honestly know which side of the football is worse for these teams. The defenses are bad, which we just talked about, but the offenses are bad and inconsistent, so the Falcons will go out and win a big divisional game against the Saints and then get blown out by the Cowboys. Uh, and then get blown out again by the Patriots. It's just it's so, and I think they're. I think it's mostly because of their offensive line. Uh, Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Falcons lack depth on the offensive line, uh, and that's I think where most of their problems stem from. Which is why Matt Ryan hasn't had time. The Jaguars' defensive pass rush is awful, so I don't think that's going to be a huge problem this week for them. Uh, but Matt Ryan is playing for his job next year, and that that goes for every team. So the the way he performs from now until the end of the season is going to decide, number one, whether he stays in Atlanta, number two, whether another team will pick him up if Atlanta doesn't keep him, or number three, if nobody wants him anymore. So those are the three options. Now, I think he still has a, a good amount of skill and a good amount of leadership. The problem is, is that he has no one to throw to, literally no one, but Kyle Pitts. That's it. So... I think this is audition time for Matt Ryan. I think he steps up. So the pick is in. I am going with the Falcons, minus two. uh, And I'm going to go with the under of 45 and a half. I think this game, the offenses will struggle a bit. Uh, The Falcons will break away late, but the Jags will try and come in a backdoor cover. Maybe like 21-17. That's what I'm thinking. Next game on the docket, the Chargers are at the Broncos. This game's got shootout written all over it uh, for two reasons. Number one, the Chargers offense. Number two, the Chargers defense. So here's the here's the problem. The Chargers offense, very, very, very dynamic. With Austin Eckler, with all their big play targets, they have the ability to score a lot of points, and they have the ability to give up a lot as well. Uh, and this is a playoff, not a playoff game, I would say, but um, it's going to be a very good football game. It's a divisional game. Broncos are trying to stay relevant. Chargers are trying to stay more than a little bit more than relevant. Uh, and it's going to be the thing we got to keep a, keep an eye on in this game is the Denver playmakers versus the the Chargers secondary. The Chargers secondary stinks. They're bad. Uh, they give up a lot of big plays. They, they 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 seem like they're they give up big plays that are contested. Uh, so a lot of it seems like it's luck, especially in the Vikings game that I watched a few weeks ago. Seems like the Chargers DBs are around the football. They're just like three inches away from their hand, knocking it away, or making a big play, dropping, dropping interceptions, stuff like that. But uh, this game's got a shootout written all over it. And and Herbert does enough to win as a leader. He's impressed me. He was on the Pat McAfee show a few days ago. No, I think it was, I think it was Tuesday actually. Uh, this past Tuesday, he was on right after Aaron Rodgers on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Uh, he spoke a lot. Very smart kid. Uh, awesome guy. Seems seems like he's got a great head on his shoulders. So I expect him to continue to lead this team and be the leader that they need in the locker room. Especially with all the younger guys around him. Uh, so the pick is in. I'm going with the Chargers minus two and a half here. Uh, and Due to the shootout, I'm going with the over of 48. The Chargers' defense just does not scare me, uh, and I think Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to exploit them a bit. Uh, but the Chargers will break away late and at least cover that two and a half. Next on the list, the Rams are at the Packers. Uh, that Stafford doesn't look good the past few weeks. Now uh, he needs to get back to where the way he looked like at the beginning of the season. I think what is happening is a, this this run game that was basically just good enough at the beginning of the year to now being extremely bad uh, is starting to affect him, uh, and we're starting to see some of the Matt Stafford type throws that we dealt with uh, when he was in Detroit. So I don't know how this game is going to shake up. I obviously, as the large Vikings fan that I am, I am going to be rooting for the Rams. Uh, but I honestly do think that they're the better team now. This game's going to be very close, and for multiple reasons. I think the Packers last week realized that they need to use AJ Dillon more than they've been, uh, so expect a lot of AJ Dillon in this game. Um, so it's gonna. We'll talk about the weather impact in a minute, uh, which is my third point. But so this is this is the problem. So the defensive front is good for the Rams. But their defensive backs minus Jalen Ramsey have underperformed the past few weeks via PFF. Now, whether that be a cause for concern or or whether that just be a few bad games. Now, this is why I don't like doing stats for not the whole season. Uh, you can see trends. That's fine. But everybody has bad games in the NFL and everybody has slightly subpar games. Everybody has slightly below average games. So it's not. You look for as much consistency as you can in terms of the play from each team, uh, but you can't go by oh this corner stinks in coverage the last three weeks. Then all of a sudden just cast cast him away like he's a like he's a banana peel. Like now he's not good anymore. So I expect the the, the Rams to come back uh, and have a good defensive outing here. Uh, and with Aaron Rodgers and his toe, uh, they're missing Aaron Jones. They have a lot of players that they're they're missing a lot of players as well, and and not at the same key positions, but they're mi- missing a lot of players. They're one of those teams as well. That's that's pretty banged up right now. So, uh, like I said, expect a lot more AJ Dillon, especially with Aaron Rodgers and the toe issue. I think he's going to get shot up before the game. They're going to try and make it through, but it's going to eventually become an issue, and and they're going to have to deal with it. Uh, but the weather impact, like I mentioned before, is going to be the big, the big deal. So the high of thirty-five in Lambeau. This game's in Lambeau. The a chance of a, a chance of snow flurries and uh, twenty mile an hour winds. Uh, it's going to feel like twenty. Going to be hard to throw the football. Uh, which you would think would help the would help the Packers with AJ Dillon more than it'll help the Rams. Uh, but the pick is in. I'm going with the Rams minus one and a half. The Packers don't look good right now. They just don't. Um, I'm not a huge fan of what I've seen uh, via the last few games. Um, But the Rams will do enough to win, and I think their defense will help them do so. Their front seven's good enough, even in the cold. Their front seven's good enough to stop A.J. Dillon uh, for most of the day. And I think that they slightly squeaked this one out with a field goal win. Uh, so, I'll definitely take the Rams minus one and a half. And there is no possible way I'm taking the over. So, I'm taking the under of 47. This game is going to be in the teens, I think. Like a 16-13 game, uh, especially with the cold, uh, the wind, and the possibility of snow. Next on the list, the Vikings are at the San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be a great game. Uh, I don't know... How this game is gonna start, but I feel like I know how it's gonna end up. Uh, So the the first first I want to talk about the Kyle Shanahan Kirk Cousins relationship. So Kyle loves Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins loves Kyle. All the rumors for the past God only knows how many years since they've been split up uh, when he was at the Washington football team, and so was Kirk Cousins. They know each other very well. Vikings got blown out in the NFC Championship game. I think that was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Got blown out. Uh, I think it was. I was at my my company Christmas party actually, uh, trying to watch the football game as we were getting absolutely lit up like a Christmas tree. Ironically enough, at a Christmas party. But um, the defense didn't show up in that game. Kirk Cousins' offense. The offensive line was not playing nearly as well as they're playing now. So. It's going to be interesting how Kyle Shanahan tries to come out and stop Kirk Cousins, who's extremely hot right now. Uh, but what you want to really look at, uh, especially, and not, not only a Vikings fan, as an NFL fan, uh, the obvious big matchup in this game is the front seven of the 49ers versus the offensive line of the, of the Minnesota Vikings. If we can't stop that offensive or that defensive pass rush, we're toast. We're absolutely toast. And, and. We could talk about Debo Samuel. We could talk about Brandon Ayuk. We could talk about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Uh, the success that the 49ers have had the entire season running the football. And we could even talk about the quarterbacks performing. But at the end of the day, if Kirk Cousins can't get rid of the ball and he's not protected, the Vikings will lose by a lot of points. And by a lot, I mean at least 15. It'll be a disgusting game. So for the Vikings to be able to be good in this football game. They need to be able to protect Kirk Cousins and stop that pass rush. And Dalvin Cook needs to help with that as well with his subpar pass protection the past few weeks. Uh, But the pick is in. I'm going with the Vikings plus three. I'm not going with the Vikings plus three because I think they're going to win the game. I'm going with the Vikings plus three because Lord only knows that they haven't lost a football game by more than three. So, I mean... Actually, they have lost a football game by more than three once. But other than that, I, I, I every game is down to the wire. So I feel like my best option to win in a pick uh, is going to be them plus three. Uh, and I'm going with the over 49 and a half. I think the defenses struggle, and the offensive line step up, and I think this game gets closer to a shootout than it does a close defensive game. Next on the list, the Browns are at the Ravens. The Ravens against a 40% Baker Mayfield? I mean, he's been dinged up more than any player this season. I don't understand how he's still playing football right now with all of the things that that have happened via his drama in the media, talking crap on people and fans in his own stadium screaming for him while they're on offense. He's talking crap on them, which makes absolutely no sense. So God only knows what's going on mentally with Baker Mayfield. I understand that you're supposed to stay quiet. And, and make sure your team can operate while on offense in a stadium in the NFL. But why are you mad at fans for cheering? Like you're that mad about it? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand Baker. I've never been a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I mean, I'm not Colin Coward, who's basically the biggest Baker Mayfield hater of all time. I think he's good. I don't think he's great, but I think he's good. Uh, and his attitude has gotten a lot better since he came first came into this league. But I, I don't think that he's a forty million dollar quarterback. I didn't even think Dak was a forty million dollar quarterback. So I, I I come I am very high on the spectrum of quarterbacks that deserve forty million dollars. And there's probably only two that I can think of that deserve forty million dollars right now, especially in a long term contract. So let's see what happens with Baker this week if he's able to perform but what I really want to keep an eye on is: Are there any setbacks for Lamar after this sickness? He was expected to play. I took him in the parlay last week. Uh, I took, sorry, I took them, the Ravens, to hit the over last week with Lamar looking like he was going to play. He was a late scratch, and then Tyler Huntley comes in, and they put up 29 total points, and they needed 45. But let's see how they look. Let's see how he looks after this sickness. I think the Browns' defense is getting exhausted for trying to carry their. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry to carry their piss poor offense, but i I don't really know. I don't really know how this is going to go. This is a very hard game to figure out, but I think this might be a stinker for the Browns. Um, and I think Baker's drama is starting to affect how they overall play. So I don't really know. I don't really know where these points are going to go and how it's going to happen, but I'm pretty confident, and the pick is in. I'm going with the Browns minus – sorry, I'm going with the Ravens minus four. I think the Browns lose big here, and it's it's due to the Baker's drama. It's due to the absolute week-in and week-out performance of the defense taking the brunt of all of the pressure to keep them in football games. For for crap's sake, they, they almost lost to the Lions – it's it, they got blown out by the Patriots. It's it's bad. So, uh, I, that that's where I'm going. And if you got to make me pick, I'm going with the under of 47. I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. Defense gives up a couple big plays, um, and more than a couple probably, honestly. And I don't think they get much going offensively, even though Baltimore's defense is the worst it's been in a few years. Uh, but they've been pretty good against the run. So I think Mitt Nick Chubb stays in line. Uh, he doesn't really go off for multiple touchdowns, uh, more than 120 yards. Uh, so he's basically just average for for Nick Chubb. Uh, and Baker doesn't get much going through the air, so that's why I'm going with the under of 47. Next on the list, actually last on the list, the Monday night football game, which a lot of people are saying is going to be a huge stinker, but we'll see. Uh, the Seahawks are at the Washington football team. A lot of people are off or out on the Seattle Seahawks. And honestly, I was kind of there as well for the season. Uh, Not especially for this game, uh, but they're struggling. I called a few podcasts ago as a really hot take, honestly, that there's going to be a a huge shakeup in Seattle, whether that be DK, Russ, and Pete Carroll, or Chris Carson, Russ, and Pete Carroll. They're going to lose a lot of faces on that team, especially following this season. Uh, But this game is going to be a big bounce back. So I think Russ comes out. Proves the haters wrong, the non-believers. I think he comes out, has a great game this week. The Washington football team have been decent the past few weeks, but they're due to go back to earth as well. And Taylor Heineke's not going to be able to play at the the consistency that he's played the past few weeks. Uh, So I think the Seattle playmakers and the Seattle defense are big in this game, whether that be Lockett, Alex Collins, Lockett, Alex Collins, DK Metcalf, and Russ all combined. Uh, I think they all have big games here, and I think Seattle wins and they win big. Um, but the Washington football team, like I said, they can't stay hot forever. Uh, that team itself has struggled this year. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. Chase Young out. Their their defensive backs uh, coming out, getting some lucky some lucky breaks the last few weeks uh, to make their defense look a little bit better than they performed. Uh, plus, Curtis Samuel really hasn't done much. Terry McLaurin's hit or miss. And Antonio Gibson's not going to uh, run all day against Seattle uh, to help them destroy this football team. So the pick is in. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks plus one here. I think they win regardless. So if, if you're going to give me plus one, it's basically a pick em. Uh So I think Seattle's going to win there for Seattle plus one. And I'm going to go with the under of 46.5. Like I said, I don't think... Washington scores that many points, and I think Seattle wins. Uh, Therefore, I'm going with the under. All right, guys, it is time to reveal the EK Parlay sponsored by my buddy and friend, Mr. Emmanuel Kedane. We have not won an EK Parlay since we started it. I think we started it in week... Hmm, let me check, actually. How many EK Parlays have we done so far? Uh... We started the EK parlay in week six, it looks like. No, week seven. So we started the EK parlay, and it looks like week seven. Could be off by a week or two, but that's when I have it written down on my little notepad. So uh, we have been 0 for however many weeks that is. Uh, Let's see if we can win this week. I went with another six-leg parlay. So we have another six-leg parlay. We've got three Games against the spread in here and three games over/unders, uh, so let's hope for a big hit, a big win, uh, and do it for our our miss our DraftKings sponsor, uh, Mr. Emmanuel Kidane, Mr. Ek, uh, part of the Ek Parlay. Uh, we're looking at a little over forty-seven hundred, uh, plus forty-seven hundred. So in layman's terms, a little over forty-seven to one odds. So five dollars wins you a little less than two hundred and fifty. So let's start off the EK Parlay first leg. The Eagles-Giants over a a 45-and-a-half. Like I said before, the Eagles have been scoring a lot of points and doing it often. Uh, When the Eagles play the Giants, they both basically play to the better team's stat line. Uh, So if the Giants are really good that year and the Eagles stink, the Eagles will play good, and so will the Giants. These games typically go over, so I'm going to go with the over as well of 45 and a half. Uh, second leg of the parlay is the Falcons minus two. I absolutely hate, hate Urban Meyer. That team is terrible. Trevor Lawrence looks like a very subpar quarterback in the NFL. I've mentioned him multiple times, and I'm not going to stop saying it. I think Urban Meyer is holding back the development of Trevor Lawrence, and that team will continue to struggle until Urban figures it out, which I think is never So I'm definitely going with the Falcons minus two here. Uh, If you take an alternate spread, if you guys aren't interested in making parlays, I would I would take the Falcons minus more than two, honestly, in this football game. But due to the parlay, you can't you can't change the change the spreads while inside of a parlay. It doesn't really work that way. So that's the second leg. Falcons minus two. Third leg is going to be the Chargers minus two and a half. I think the Broncos have hit their plateau this season. I don't think that they're going to do much of anything. Teddy Bridgewater is not a quarterback that's going to carry your football team. He's just going to keep you relevant. Uh, And If your defense is going to give up plays or give up points and your running backs are going to fumble as often as theirs do, they're not going to win football games. And I think the Chargers are too strong right now for the Broncos. So uh, that's why I'm going with the Chargers minus 2.5 for the third leg. The fourth leg is the Rams-Packers under... Uh, not really for much more than just the weather impact. Uh, the weather impact, uh, like I said, 35 degrees. It's gonna be windy. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna feel more like 20. Uh, and there's a chance of snow as well. Not to mention, it's supposed to snow all day today. Recording this Saturday at a little before noon. Uh, it's gonna suppose it's supposed to snow in Lambo uh all day today so the field's gonna be freezing they're gonna d- make sure that there's nothing on the field obviously tomorrow for the game at 4 30 but uh the weather impact i don't think this gets anywhere near it if you guys remember the the game the packers against seattle a few weeks ago uh 17 nothing packers win so it's gonna be something similar to that except i'm thinking the rams come out on top so um fourth leg rams packers under a 47 Fifth leg, the Ravens minus four. I just talked a little bit. Uh, a few games. It was one of the one of the last games we went over. But Baker Mayfield not looking good right now. His drama off the field is starting to affect the football team. Steven, Kevin Stefanski is going to have to make a choice soon. Whether or not it's because his attitude stinks, whether or not it's because he's injured at every major part of his body uh, that affects the performance of an NFL football player, his foot, his knee, his shoulder, his ankle, his brain, whatever it is, uh, Baker Mayfield's getting used and abused on and off the field, so he's going to have to make a decision soon, but I think the Ravens role in this game, which is why I don't think minus four is enough, Uh, but if you're going to give me minus four, and i think it's 10 why not i think it's a slam dunk and the last leg of the parlay seems like every every last leg that i've had the last few weeks has been the closest to hitting uh, in terms of the legs amongst um the the day uh but the dolphins panthers over of 41 and a half listen i said before i i like this game shaping up the same way the panthers uh, performed last week against the Washington football team. I think the Dolphins are a similar team in terms of rolling right now, uh, but are consistent enough to score points. Dolphins have been, been pretty good the last few weeks. They're 3-0 in their last three games. So I expect Dolphins to win here, but I expect them to cover as well. Uh, their de- defense has struggled, uh, but I think the, the defense for the Carolina Panthers gets a few turnovers and in um, opposing territory well where Cam Newton is going to be able to exploit them a little bit because he doesn't have to throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field, uh, which is why I love the over of 41 and a half. So that is all of the legs of the parlay. I will run through them real quick one more time. Uh, first leg, Eagles, Giants over of 45 and a half. Second leg, Falcons minus two. Third leg, Chargers minus two and a half. Fourth leg, Rams, Packers under of 47, fifth leg Ravens minus four, and the sixth leg, the Dolphins-Panthers game of the over of 41 and a half. All right, guys, never really do a morning podcast. Feel like my voice is a little messed up, a little bit scratchy. I appreciate everyone who's bared with me through the episode, Uh, but yesterday completely exhausted, up all day. Uh, basically out Black Friday shopping and doing a lot of other things around the house. So uh, if you can hear the Christmas music in the background, uh, my girlfriend is upstairs currently jamming out uh, via Alexa to the Christmas music. Uh, it, it's Christmas time. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, good food, good beer, good football. Um, few good games within the within the little mini, mini three-game slate, but uh, Cowboys went down. Uh, my picks got absolutely blown up by the Bills-Saints game. I uh, gave you guys all the underdogs plus the points. Uh, Lions hit uh, plus three. Uh, the Raiders hit plus seven and a half. And then the Saints got absolutely demolished by the Bills. So um, I missed on, on that pick. But good on the first two. Uh, great games. But I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you could please follow me on Twitter. Uh, Please tell anybody you know that would enjoy the podcast about the podcast uh, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Alexa, which I just mentioned before. Uh, Alexa has all of my episodes that you can listen to while you're cleaning the house, while you're doing anything, working on the car, doing anything outside. Uh, So I am available on Alexa as well. Uh, So once again, thank you guys so much for dealing with my voice. That probably sounds like crap. Uh, You could probably hear the Christmas music in the background coming from upstairs because I'm currently in the man cave recording the all in man cave podcast, ironically enough. Uh, But I hope everybody has a good weekend. Good luck to all your favorite teams out there. I hope they all get W's. I will be back on Monday. This time, I'm not lying to you. I'll actually be back on Monday. I'll be back on Monday to do our recap episode. Uh, also, start, I'm going to start getting our new segments together uh, for the next week. going to be a big week for the podcast. So I'm going to do some cool segments, going to do some good stuff for you guys. And we're getting we're in the thick of things in the NFL. So all right, guys, have a good weekend. Get some stuff done listen to the podcast talk about the podcast appreciate you guys listening in general thank you so much and until monday